five. I'm recording. Hell yeah. I've I've walked into your house without really much preamble at all and just <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm a reporter that has just like barged into your house and thrust a microphone in front of you. This absolutely has the structure of gotcha journalism. Yeah. <laughs> the only the only pleasantries we've really exchanged is hello. And then you've poured me some Ribena and I've handed you some corn fritters. Oh no, did I Oh no, that's cold brew. <laughs> oh no, I fucked up the Ribena. That even that hasn't happened. Really? That's fucking coffee. I told you it was coffee. You have the gall to have a sip of coffee and be bizarre. I thought it was a... Be amazed that it's coffee. (laughs) It's a nightmare. I told you it was coffee. I told you I made a mistake. I didn't believe you'd make such a stupid mistake. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what part of our friendship would ever tell you that? <laughs> Your eyes just went wide looking at the, I guess, undisturbed bottle of Ribena on the kitchen table. It's still at the same level it was when I left it. All right. Well, you want Ribena. So no, no, gonna... no, 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 Tom, no. Okay. Um, and um, we're here in your apartment with... Um, with uh, your beautiful cat, Dave. David. Who's being, who's being very brave. He's been very brave. He's now busy being a coward and will disappear under the bed. But I support <laughs> him in that. Um, so this is, a, this is a, an episode of Free to Work at Home, um, but without the coward Michael Hing. Yes. Um, he died. He died. And we're all actually, I don't know, I figured I'd be sad. I thought I'd be a lot sadder. Uh. It's kind of nice that he died, you know, like when you think, you know, I've got to do his eulogy later today, so I'm trying to riff on some things to say. But I was, <laughs> I was sort of thinking of opening with, like, it's nice that he died. Yeah. And then everyone will be like, well, that's a funny thing to say in a eulogy. And, and you know, I, I think that'll get attention. Yeah. And I like attention. You so. always want to pop. You always want to be the first person to pop at the funeral. Yeah. Who's, everyone's like, oh. <gasps> yeah. You know, exactly. So I'm, I'm going for laughs. Am I going for gasps? I'm opening, which I think is like, you know. His, p- his parents are headlining, which is fine because yeah. that's their spot. I'm opening and doing some gear in between. But so. also there's going to be like less fatigue for you. And there are going to be industry people there because famously the ABC are going to come and ch- make sure that he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so they can keep the law family ascendant. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's not a day about me, but it would be nice to sort of, you know. Um, I came a bit late mm. with um, some fritters. I saw on Twitter... Um, this morning, a uh, friend of the podcast, Beck Shaw, posted the, uh, just a picture of some fritters she got at the Marrickville Markets. Mm. And they look delicious. Now, I want to be clear. I don't live anywhere near the Marrickville Markets. <laughs> um, but I but I saw I saw the photograph, Tom. Uh-huh. And this was after we had arranged to meet at 12. Okay, that was po- my first... <laughs> that was my first question. Yeah, this was after we had very much arranged to meet. Uh-huh. And I, that there's a there's a part in everybody's brain. There's a gland mm. that's miwanti. Yes, <laughs> and my miwanti gland is um, doctors say it's it's engorged. Yes. Um. So I got in the car and I drove to the Marrickville Markets. Mm. Spent a very long time finding parking because it's the Marrickville Markets and yep. it's Marrickville. Well, once that photo went up, also people <laughs> flocked to it. And then I lined up for I would say twenty minutes to get these. Mm. 
making me roughly 45 minutes late to my own podcast record <laughs> that wasn't even at my own house. Which I got to say, you are so lucky that, and I feel like my reputation precedes me here because me and Demi do live together mm-hmm. and every mm-hmm. minute that you were late to the recording was another new shame I could recognize <laughs> and remove from your field of vision. Mm-hmm. Even now I'm looking around and I'm like, I should have moved the uh, two Twitch branded hats that we got sent in the mail from the, I should have, uh, you know, maybe obfuscated my Akira cube, which is the full just, manga of Akira. Just put like, um, ex- I, I turn up and just, just like the whole house is just covered. Every service is just with like Encyclopedia Britannicas. Yes. <laughs> like you've really gone. Ideally, yeah, I would have a kind of air of learning about me or alternatively, right before we start the record, I just detonate a flashbang grenade. <laughs> And you wouldn't be able to see. Let's <laughs> think about the way we live. Well, that's because because podcasting you don't need to see. I mean, that's what's so beautiful yeah, about you're it. Right. Um, I will say though that like you have very little to be ashamed about because you've served me. I don't know if you've talked about this on your own podcast, which mm. I know you record here. I would find this irresistible to talk about on any podcast that I recorded here. But you've served me, in fairness, in many ways, the opposite of the <laughs> beverage I requested. Yes. Um, but nonetheless, you've served me in a Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. I think it's the maybe, it's yeah. the, whichever one the Riddler's in. Um, you've served me in a, 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 a limited, limited, limited edition McDonald's. Five ever um, made. Five, <laughs> like of this, of this mug? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I remember getting these from McDonald's. Uh, I can see Batman, the, Val Kilmer's Batman there, um, and Gotham City. Actually, fuck that. It's New York. Mm. Why is New York on this mug? I don't know. I guess, were, were they the same back in the day? I thought in the... Uh, and I, I, I'm so loath to, to, to oh, even... It's not a it's community you want to engage it, with. But I thought that where, wherever Gotham was, New York wasn't. I thought that Gotham was supposed to be like Chicago. Mm. But yes, I think that... Uh, and thank you for taking a perfunctory sip of the cold brew. It's very, um, it's very nice, but it's going to give me heart palpitations. I've, I've watered it down since the last time you oh, had it. Oh, so, with Ribena. <laughs> yes, no, because the last... I, I, I have a distinct memory of... I can't remember what it was. Maybe a podcast, maybe we were just hanging out. But I was like, oh, do you want a cold brew, Ben? And I gave you and I the exact same amount. And then afterwards, as I was um, sitting down breathing heavily, which I thought was just a normal hobby to have, you texted me and said, <laughs> what did you put in that cold brew? I can feel my heart beating. <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah. Look, I'm going to drink it because if you put something in front of me, be it a cold brew coffee or a picture of yes. fritters, I'm going to um, snack them. So we have the fritters here. Mm-hmm. Now, let's do a bit of a snack report because um, mm. that was sort of the way that I justified it to myself. You know what I mean? When I was when I was driving to get them, I was like, this is technically work. You know, I almost <laughs> put this um, on like the Frito. Your work expenses mm-hmm. card. Yeah. Um. What do we think? This is for discussion on podcast. It works. Yeah. Um, let's describe this for our viewers. Now, there's a lot going on. Yeah. There's corn fritters, which I believe are like, you know, most nations will have some concept of corn fritters in their cuisine, <laughs> I, I believe. Yep. Um, uh, which, which are fine. They're good. They're, they're sweet corn, good batter, really nice. Um, I got w- something called the big boy, I think it was. Um, I was so flustered that... Have you... This is just something I'm going to guess about you. Mm-hmm. How many situations do you think you've been in in your life when you've seen a menu item called the Big Boy <laughs> and not ordered it on reflex? Yeah, see, the thing is, that's, you, you, that's very perceptive of you. <laughs> that's very perceptive of the you. The me wanty gland. Yeah, the me wanty gland yeah. really kicks into overdrive when I see a menu item called the Big Boy. And I'll go as far to say that I do not read any copy underneath that and just order it. Because yeah. I think... 
I think when you order something called the big boy, mm. right, you know that there's definitely going to be little chipolata sausages in it, yeah. which is in this. Have you gotten to the chipolatas? That's have true, you, I have. have They're wonderful. Have you excavated from the... Um, from the, from the potato. But there's going to be a lot of potatoes in anything called the big boy. Mm. Um, and there's probably going to be some sort of bacon product. Yes. There's not a lot that can go wrong. I'm, um, I'm really... I, I, I obviously am on the defensive. I'm on the back foot. Uh, I, I think this works really well. Mm. Uh, I think it's a delicious mixture. I think it's worth a drive to the Marrickville markets and parking. Like, let's be honest. Mm. I mean, basically in the middle of the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm for it. Do you want to add anything to this snack report? I think this is a delicious treat. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say it's a, it's a fascinating uh, composition and each ingredient, uh, a beautiful note played within. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, this is a podcast where we go through the week class five to find the best and worst things to talk about. See, Hing, it's not that hard. Huh. R.I.P. Um, I want, I want to give you one, Tom, that was, um, posted on our Facebook group mm. by... Oh, I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> 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 the hubris. <laughs> Not that fucking hard, Hank. Oh, uh, I don't know. Let's say um, Bono. It was posted by Bono, the great. lead singer of U2. Uh-huh. Um, thanks for listening. Um, and this was taken from a little corner of the internet that I, I don't know if you're familiar with. I certainly wasn't until this until this particular um, post from um, was sent to us by Bono. It's from a Reddit called UK R slash UK Personal Finance. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm familiar with Personal Finance Internet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they are a very interesting branch of person, especially yeah. the people that I've found who are devoted to retiring at 40. <laughs> Really? Uh, yes, which seems to be a group of people who want to earn as much money as possible, but, and more importantly, spend as little money as possible and then retire to the beigest existence possible. It really does seem like that. It seems like take the best years of your life. Yes. Ruin them. Yes. So in the second half of your life, you can live pretty badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's a good trade-off. Um, Tom, I want you to read this for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just read it out loud uh, while I just hoe into this big boy. <laughs> okay. Struggling to keep afloat during pandemic. Husband keeps spending joint account on owl encounter days out. (laughs) Okay. Can't believe I'm writing this, but after struggling to keep a young family together and a young son entertained through a grueling lockdown, my husband is driving our finances into the dirt, paying for high-end owl encounters. At first I thought it would be fine when he mentioned it. (laughs) How much can it cost to go on one of these days out? Then I started to notice Hubby being cagey about me, looking into our shared accounts online, saying he has it under control, or to distract me with croissant, croissant, or pan au chocolat, my favourite, when I mentioned logging in to see how we were doing. Don't... I'm not interested. I eventually got suspicious enough to look early in the morning while he was still sleeping, and I was gobsmacked. After a year of trips to Little and careful savings, we were totally in the red with huge outgoings to a firm called Hawk on the Wild Side. <laughs> Apparently he pays for the highest VIP packages to meet the top owls <laughs> and even other falcons. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. my god. Okay. These are all bookings for once. COVID regulations allow such experiences in the coming weeks. Do I have any power to cancel and get refunded as the account is also in my name? Are there resources I can use to help my husband? I love him and I don't want to lose him to owls. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, there's a, there's a fair bit going on there. Mm. First of all, I happen to believe this is true. 
Really? Yeah. I just belched. I'm sorry. <laughs> I um I do believe this is true. Mm. I um I think that there's enough strange um I think there's enough strange detail. That's that's what always sells it for me. Mm. Um, and there's also enough genuine concern in this. I have just Googled Hawk on the Wild Side, uh-huh. and it is an extant UK business. Okay, well. Yep. Book now or buy voucher. Coronavirus update. On the 3rd of April, 2021, uh, they closed. The office is also closed, but they're expecting to open the office from 12th of April, 2021. Can you get any pricing so, from Hawk on the Wild Side? Sure thing. Experiences. Uh-huh. Learn more. And we need a primo experience. Here. Okay. Well, also, the UK needs to calm down because we're offering falconry sessions near Dorking in Surrey. So, <laughs> come on. Have some like, fucking self-esteem, I'm you dipshit to, country. I'm, I'm off to my falconry session in Dorking is a real like Martin Prince (laughs) (laughs) truly the most bullyable country that somehow maintained an empire (laughs) just just Lily White always off to field trips Okay. Private falconry tuition or group falconry courses seem to be on offer I'm looking at falconry experiences Mm -hmm. a full day Yarrick costs 139 uh, pounds per person that is not insignificant yes that's quite a lot I'm looking at uh, 60-minute wrangle. It costs 38 pounds. No, I think he's doing the whole day. Y- you you would want to, right? Yeah, you can't You can't expect me to wrangle a hawk for mm. 60 minutes and then just calm down and oh, go... okay, I guess I'll go do something else for the rest of my day. Exactly. What the fuck are you going to... What the fuck are you going to do? Are you kidding? I'm just going to be thinking about wrangling that hawk. I might even yeah. just be wrangling people in the street you could sort of recapture that thrill. Yeah, you could ha- find me at the water park, the happiest place on earth, and yeah. find me just, you know, grabbing the children and being like, ah! <laughs> trying just- to get them to go off, grab a <laughs> treat and retrieve it to me. Or just like totally sort of ashen-faced going down a water slide. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about the bird. Still got my glove on. <laughs> Dog's glove. Um, falconry courses. Private falconry tuition. A day of tuition is £150 for six hours. Okay. Is this odd for me to say this is less expensive than I thought it would be? £150. I mean, you have to remember that... The- That's a lot of money. It's like, what, $300 or something? I was going to say, you have to remember that the the, the, um, the English the English currency is... Mm. Um, Inexplicably valuable. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Given that there are places called Dorking in there. Yeah. But um. But yeah, I think it's about three. A bit over double, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, a five-day course to uh, keep birds of prey is five hundred pe- pounds per person. So that's, that's like it's a hundred days. I mean, hundred like, pounds a day. I, the two. I think regardless of what option he is choosing here, um, if you don't have, which it sounds like. Um, owl expenses um, yes. sort of factored into your family budget, sort of any amount of owl expenses are going to be a problem. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I, if- I also think that one of the things here is that it seems like he's opting for solitary experiences and keeping the wife away from the owls and in the dark about the owls. Yeah, absolutely. I think also one of the more um, infuriating things about this for me, if I were this woman, mm. would be that there is no... Like, okay, let's imagine that he's cracked it during COVID, which mm. which charitably we can say he has. Sure. Sure. And he decides to just, like, uh, really get into... I'd say an, a, a comparable thing would be, like, um, pottery, right? He's going... Yes. Doing, like, pottery courses. It's costing his money because they're getting... 
the Nigella Lawson of pottery, whoever that is. Um, some, some weirdly also Nigella Lawson. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. God, she sounds. Um, she does really like uh, double entendre stuff with the pottery. Mm. It's awful and very English, very <laughs> British. Um, so he's paying that money at the very least. Mm. If I'm trying to be really charitable and keep this marriage together, I can be like, well, he might make me a bowl. You know what I mean? Like he yes. might make me a bowl. He might like. Oh, you know what? He might even like start selling this stuff. That might be nice. There is no transferable skill in learning how to handle owls yeah. into any part of your life. Absolutely. Like I know there's. Uh, I know there's a whole book about this. Actually, <laughs> H is for hawk. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which actually calls complete bullshit on virtually everything I just said, and I think won the Pulitzer. But I'm going to ignore that. That's not dealing with grief. And this guy seems to be doing okay (laughs) and is just kind of messing around wanting an owl. So I guess that's what I mean. It's like, it's like, it's completely solitary, as you say. Yes. But it's also, there is no way it can influence my life or the life of my children in a positive way. Yes. If if anything, my my husband becoming a hawk guy is going to negatively impact us. It is absolutely going to negatively impact the children at school if they find out, one, you know, when they're all get there, I don't know, licking doorknobs or whatever it is <laughs> children are doing post-COVID. Uh, <laughs> if they find, find out that the, the father is an owl guy. Yeah, yeah, it, it troubles me. I also love, by the way, that... Um, <laughs> That he's able to sort of throw her off the scent by being like, croissant? <laughs> well, that's presumably stuff he's learned from the owls. <laughs> Very easily affected by treats of all kinds. Just, just when she's like, hey, honey, I've been going through, and she just he starts dangling a dead mouse in front of her. <laughs> you know what I've been going through? Trips to the bakery. And what did you know? It There's a, there's a thin vein of chocolate running through this pan. Pain au chocolat? Did you? I think this reminds me of a story that I've never forgotten, um, which is from uh, Eleanor Gordon Smith told me once. A friend of hers had a boyfriend who exhibited what uh, Eleanor typified as the archetypal male selfishness, which was they were both sitting there watching Mm -hmm. television, Mm -hmm. uh, just, uh, and the boyfriend got up quietly went to the kitchen without saying a word, mm-hmm. was away in the kitchen for some time, and then returned, having made himself a single pancake. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> it's, that it is, is so good. because So good. I'm trying to think of a food that scales yeah. more easily than pancakes. It, it, it is so like, much harder to make a single yeah, pancake... Yeah. Yeah, he must have thrown batter out. He must have, because I I don't think like for example I don't think a single pancake has a whole egg in it. No, you know what I mean. Like I think I think you would need to just just on the the non negotiable items. Mm. Do pancakes have egg in them? I'm pretty sure they do. I can't remember. But the the thing that I also can you think of another food that. I mean, I will always take a pancake if offered. It will not affect my day. No. It is a pleasant treat. Yeah. <laughs> if yep. I am hungry, then it is salve. Also, just being offered a pancake is a nice thing. It's nice. Yeah. And then this guy just just the act of quietly returning with a single pancake. <laughs> it's not. It's such a funny bad boyfriend <laughs> move. But Eleanor's right. That is a weirdly uniquely male kind of selfishness. I Absolutely. feel. Absolutely. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Um. I've got one for you, Tom. Hell yeah. This, this also is from what we... Um, on the podcast, we refer to the United Kingdom as Pedophile Island. Yes. Um, this is also from there. Well, that's different in that I believe in the UK they refer to it as Nonce Island. Yes, yes. Uh, my standing 
stance on the UK is that uh, they have as many words for pedophiles as the Inuit people do for snow, <laughs> and for the exact same reason. It's troubling. Yeah, we have um, just absolutely covered in. We have uh, quite a um, quite a lot of listeners from the UK, and none of this talk seems to put them off. Um, so uh, good on them. Sorry about um, sorry about sorry about Philip. Um, <laughs> you know, sorry. I seem to, hey, just heard about you, mate. Has heard, sorry, if you knew him, I don't want to. You know, <laughs> DMing Nigella Lawson and all the Page Three girls, being like, "Hey, sorry about your friend. If you need anyone to talk, talk to, to or... <laughs> yeah, no, he seemed he seemed he seemed nice. Yeah, um, the UK <laughs> has a weird thing in their water where um, everyone. I mean, obviously, Pedophile Island, they're a essentially a natural disaster in SimCity that you can turn on there. And also, <laughs> once you get over, it seems like 20,000 Twitter followers, you become an irredeemable turf. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just constantly think about bathrooms every second of the day. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. I'm, I've been trying to sort of take back bearings on what, like, Patient Zero was for that. And mm. um, I, find, I, I don't know. I think it has something to do with the 28 Days Later virus, <laughs> which I believe happened. I don't yeah. know. Um, so this is, again, from that place. Mm. This is uh, in Craigslist somewhere in the UK. Uh, it's called 100 Challenge. That's the, that's okay. The, that's the text. That's the, that's the title. I am wanting to suck 100 pairs of breasts <laughs> by the end of May. <laughs> that's so close. It's what? That's, that's, that's so many per day. <laughs> Wait for it. You think time's the issue. I want to throw some numbers at you, and I want you to remember that this is in their inexplicably valuable currency. Okay. 100 pounds for you, and 100 pounds to charity. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I I can start next week. What are you clearing your schedule for? (laughs) Are the divorce papers in the mail? What is happening? I plan to be the coolest guy in the world starting next week. Or like, I won the lotto and the payment of exactly the amount. So what are we talking? 100? So 200 200 times 100, right? Yep. Is 20,000 pounds. It's not 200,000? No. No, because it's not a thousand. This is is what happens when we don't (laughs) (laughs) It is, uh, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find who sent it. Um, but if you did, um, do get in touch. Oh uh, God! So we can thank you properly because it is um, it is a wonderful listing um, by I, I assume a wonderful guy. Can we just lock down some things now? Sure. I'm. Pr- it's a man. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Or or very rich baby. <laughs> <laughs> this is the boss baby. Yeah. <laughs> this is the. This is from none other than the this boss, is the boss baby. baby. Oh, finally my work. Eases up in a week or so, and I've got such a hankering for milk. <laughs> Clear my schedule, Janet. <laughs> I'm organizing a tapas First of, of breast. Uh, and while we're here, Janet, name a charity, any charity you like. <laughs> this was sent in by um, Maribel Kaplan. Thank uh, you very much, Maribel. Thank you so much, Maribel Kaplan. Um, so, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, when sometimes, I don't know if you've ever done this, but like, uh, you do a gig and like you, it's not going to be great. So you just like say all proceeds go to charity and you do give them to charity, mm. but it's sort of cover because you're like, well, come because you know, it's yeah. for this thing. 
Um, I don't know this. No. Okay. No. no I, I know. <laughs> I have. I have no frame of reference for the very specific thing that like you are referencing. At most, two events that you've organised. I feel like this is a thing. I feel like it's like when you know when you see something that's a bit shit and you're like, you've just slapped charity on at the last minute. Yeah. Right. You okay. know what I mean? I think you know what I think. I think it is a difference of uh, the people who organise charity events are often mm-hmm. not organising for money events. For a reason. Does Go that, on. So, for example, I'm a member of multiple uh, groups on Facebook. One of them is Sydney Comedy Scene. Uh-huh. I saw a notice in there mm-hmm. that was someone organizing a mental health uh, comedy show. Uh-huh. And the way to they were choosing to get acts on for this big mental health comedy show, uh-huh. uh, comedy show in a supportive mental health gala for charity, uh-huh. was they were posting it in an open Facebook group and saying... Everyone, apply here and you will be on. By the way, spots are for 10 to 15 minutes. But at the last time I checked, uh-huh, the uh-huh. the list was, I think, 10 acts long. So it was, with the amount the MC was doing, two and a half hours mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of comedy. Ironically, terrible for the mental health of the audience. Genuinely, I was like, if this is suicide prevention, you are going about yeah. this the entirely wrong way. <laughs> This is like trying to, I don't know, prevent animal cruelty by poking a dog with a stick for every dollar you raise. But it is funny that like that like so often because charities are like sort of underfunded, obviously, yes. and like they're trying to put most of their money into like the charity that they're doing, you often get people who are doing events that they don't necessarily like know how to run events. And you do have to say things like, okay, um, this is uh, four hours long. It's uh, at the aquarium. And um, you've asked them not to turn any of the music off and there are no chairs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wonder if this is the um, pervert version of that where this guy like knows he doesn't have a com- particularly compelling offering. Although, I mean, 100 <laughs> yeah. pounds is 100 pounds. Um, it is. Yeah, no, it's definitely, I think, 100 pounds for you and 100 pounds of charity. I think that 200 pounds for you. Also, I'll... And I, I don't mean to impugn this person's morality. I mean, I far think be it from us. This could potentially be a wonderful way to, in quotation marks, spend two hundred pounds while spending a hundred pounds. I oh. think <laughs> it's possible that the charity in question is not getting the full amount of the money. Well, do you know what happened? I uh, I don't know. If I've spoken about this on podcast before because it looks bad. <laughs> <laughs> not for me. My sister got married some years ago. Uh-huh. And she's big into charity. Uh, at the time, she was running some um, refugee stuff out of Lebanon, and then they ca- they came back to get married. Um, and she was like, you know how like when you go to a wedding, there are like little party favors on the table that you get mm. to keep. I don't think at my wedding I gave you one. I gave everyone else one. Um, <laughs> you made a call on the day. I turned <laughs> up. You're like, nah, nah. <laughs> um, Tom, could you give yours to uh, Auntie Sue? Also, sorry, not the fish or the beef for Tom. Can we get the turd? <laughs> yeah, you know I asked for a turd on standby? We're going to use the turd. I'm sitting there rubbing my hands together. I hear they're making my turd out back. <laughs> oh, it's but, fresh out the butt. But it's a, thing, it's a thing people do. You get a candle or you get like a, you know, a pen or something, something nice. My, when my sister got married, uh, she was like, we want to do, uh, we're going to do some Oxfam stuff where every table has like done like, a, you get like I think it was I think it was actually giving me for Africa. It's like somewhere in Africa. You get like this table has given this 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 village in Africa a goat. This yeah. table has given them a well. Blah 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 blah. And it's something that yeah. Oxfam actually offer. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> this, yeah, okay. So, sorry. I was just, in my head immediately went to like a Gift of the Magi style scenario where one village has been given a goat and the other village has been given the equipment to milk the goat. Yeah, but one village has given the whole village hepatitis. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the the so the uh on the morning of the wedding, and you got to remember that my sister is uh, a lovely person, mm. and it's on her. It's on the day of her own wedding. She's wearing a wedding dress. She's looking lovely. She's stressed because you know it's wedding day. Mm. I didn't see her in a while because she'd been living overseas, and so I was really thrilled to see her. She came to me mm. <laughs> on the day of my sister's wedding oh. <laughs> and said. <laughs> Hey, do you know Photoshop? (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I do. Mm. Go on. And she explained to me what. (laughs) (laughs) She explained to me what their plan was (laughs) that they hadn't got around to doing. Uh. And I was like, right. And she was like, so, and I was like, do you want me to go onto the website? And she was like, ah, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> could you just do like something with this table's got this, this table's done this, this table's done this. Uh-huh. And I was like, and this was the real test because I was like, I was like, do you want me to slap an Oxfam logo on it? <laughs> and she was like, well, yeah, but yeah. Because... <laughs> Because that's the, oh that's, my the God. that's the that's the people we're gonna we're gonna go with, <laughs> and so people should. I was like, yeah, but okay, yeah. So I did it. I did it. I'm not proud that I did it. Sure, printed it out at the. the, the did the you grab print- the PNG or did you have to like you know <laughs> use the magic selection? I remember going onto out. Oxfam's own website to steal their their <laughs> their collateral and mm. not feeling. I mean, not feeling as bad as my sister. Try to not look anyone in the eyes. <laughs> I do just want to jump in here really quickly, uh, which is something I very rarely do when I'm editing with a clarification, because the bit of the story that I really feel needs to be said is that my sister did, from memory, quite promptly actually buy this Oxfam stuff. Uh, Also, she tells me, I don't know, um, but I think she listens to this show, so I do feel that 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 probably should go in. Okay. And I was hosting that wedding. Um, possibly why they booked me for Hing's funeral because they saw me do that. So I did an amazing job. I crushed it. Yeah. Um, they uh they so I, I did it all and I was hosting and I I really did think in the back of my mind every time I got up. Yeah. I could ruin this wedding. <laughs> I yep. mean that is true. I don't know if you've ever hosted a wedding, but um, but it's really hard. I don't know if you really get intrusive thoughts. Oh, but God. like. But like honestly, to know yep. that you could you could just ruin somebody like the most important day of somebody's life. This actually feeds into something that I've been meaning to bring up with you mm-hmm. because I've had it's it's a it's a combination intrusive thought mm-hmm. and bit, uh-huh. and I think it would. <laughs> I have I have decided not to follow through on it. Okay, but for about four to five months now, yep. I have been wrestling with the impulse. To get all of your tattoos. Do you know what, Tom Walker? Yep. Eleanor Gordon-Smith, previously mentioned on this episode, ratted you out. I knew <laughs> someone did! And I've been thinking about this for months too. <laughs> I have been... Because I, I think it is the funniest thing I could do I with now, my stupid body. <laughs> now look, I love a laugh. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I do, and it would have really hurt you. <laughs> I don't know. I think it would have been it would have been one of those 
Do you know what it would have been like? What? It would have been like somebody... Imagine you're just walking down the street, right? And someone comes up to you and they punch you really hard <laughs> in the knee, right? And it hurts, but you're also like, why the knee? <laughs> I think that would have been the overwhelming, like... Feeling, but I got to tell you because I've been thinking about this a lot because I thought you might go through with it and I thought you might contact me mm. trying to get images of my tattoos so you could have them copied and then I'd know that the game was afoot. Uh huh. I was trying to think of what a tattoo that I could get mm. that would not ruin my life having on my body, uh-huh. but would ruin your life having on your body. I see. And I got as cl- the closest that I got. <laughs> <laughs> two, two complete fuckheads engaged in Cold War machinations against each other. It's really... <laughs> yeah, let's look at our fucking chessboard where we're using fucking... We're moving used condoms and little chewed up pieces of gum against each other in a grand scheme. Yeah, it's... It's, it's 12 dimensional dipshit chess. <laughs> um... Okay, so like I, I came up with this. Yeah. And let me tell you, uh, I ran it by Anya, uh-huh. and nothing is more sobering because I sort of feel <laughs> like one thing that you don't get yeah. in your in your in my nonsense in, life in your loving beautiful relationship with Demi, you don't get a lot of the look that really short circuits nonsense. I'm not saying Anya is like harsh or uh, uh, hypercritical, but mm. when I came to her, Tom. And I explained this to her. Uh-huh. And first of all, she was like, I don't understand why Tom is doing this. <laughs> and I was like, let us, let us take it as read that no one understands why Tom does anything. <laughs> but she was like, okay. She was like, do you want him to do this? I was like, I don't want him to do this. And she was like, well, you just ask him not to. I was like, no. that Sweet, stupid onion. <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. Uh, and I, w- I said to her what I said to you. I was like, I've just got to think mm. of something that I can have that's basically okay, that I can live with, that Tom can't live with. Uh-huh. And then it's checkmate. And she was like, again, I don't... And I was like, no, no, but hear my idea out. And she was like, so you've thought of something? And I was like, yes. Also, it's the wrong because checkmate implies one of us wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is at best a stalemate. Sure, sure. Yeah. So I said, and I did say, I will get this because it's tricky because I didn't know if you were going to do it exactly where I had my tats. Okay. Because I couldn't remember if you had tats where I have tats and you'd have to go over gotcha, it. Gotcha, gotcha. I didn't know what your... I was going to go back to Eleanor and find more information. I can I can tell you right now, my plan would be to copy the placement. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, See, that's what the I dimensions. feared. That's what I feared, right? Yeah. So I was like, I have to get this somewhere prominent enough that other people will see it. Yeah. So that Tom has to get it somewhere. What this is, it's, so it's, what it was, it's, it's mutually assured destruction, but you're nuking yourself first. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This, yeah. Is, this is, yeah, this is stop hitting yourself, but you're actually hitting yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so what I, what I did, to, uh, what, I, what I suggested, uh-huh. and I was like, I might get this on my calf because Tom wears shorts a lot, but I very rarely wear shorts. That's very smart. And Anya, well, Anya was like, that is untrue. You, you run you, constantly. She was like, you, you're wearing shorts right now. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, what if I got in just a nice font, uh-huh. Tom Walker is a pedophile on, <laughs> <laughs> on my car. And Anya like, didn't say anything for quite a while. <laughs> and just sort of looked at me. And I reiterated, it wouldn't be very big. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> and it would be in a nice font. And the font, Anya. <laughs> Pulling up your Adobe subscription. <laughs> Scrolling yeah. past Impact and yeah. Comic Sans. This wouldn't be out of the box stuff. This we're would talking be... serifs, babe. Yeah, I'm getting this draw. We're talking Trajan. Yeah, that's a Westwing <laughs> font. So, uh, <laughs> Just we... in the Doom font. <laughs> <laughs> so she didn't go for it. Um, yep. She she was she was pretty um I wouldn't I wouldn't say violently opposed um but but she did she did in no uncertain terms tell me not to do that um so I haven't I yeah that's that's a good move and I'm glad that that does kind of throw the spanner in the works for me and my Tom Walker is a pedophile tattoo <laughs> can but I ask if I had if if you did go through with it yeah would you become first of all mm. what if you did it and then my tats disappeared like a sort of Dorian Gray situation I mean that's great but. But what if, if if you did do this? Do you did you? I don't know if you've thought this far ahead, Tom. I know that obviously this is such a good idea that you've probably seen it from all angles. But did you think that if I got any more tattoos, you would also update? That it was the plan. That yes. was the plan, wasn't it? So okay. I think my idea was that I would get all of your tattoos, and then if anyone asked me about them, I would say, "Oh, this is uh, my friend Ben lived in New York for some time, and this is a tattoo <laughs> he got commemorating that that then I got." <laughs> Such a stupid bit. <laughs> this is a tattoo commemorating the birth of my friend Ben's son, which he got. Yeah. And now I have it as like, well. That looks like a pussy. It's like, yeah, well, my friend Ben didn't realize that. Oh, at yeah, the time. big and, time. <laughs> and nor do, nor do I when yeah, I got it as well. Out. So, um, oh, it's good to have all this all out in the open. <laughs> <laughs> I, wondered, I wondered if that's why, like, because I've seen you since Eleanor snitched on. snitched on you. Yeah. And I haven't, I did notice you kind of glancing at things. <laughs> Do you want one more time to take us home? <laughs> Do you want one more? Yeah, let's go. I have no idea who this is from. Oh I don't my know, God. I don't, frankly, I don't know how he keeps track no. of, of where these ads come from. Oh. Um, this was um, th- this was taken from, I think, just like a uh, community part of Facebook, you know? Cool. Um, but it was sent in by Chrissy Morris, mm. and it's a post by just some guy. Um, and uh, it's just two pictures. I don't know if you can read the handwriting in a second, but it's kind of crucial. So... Um, just read the text and then describe the two pictures. All right, cool. So the text is hashtag death note. Oh, thrift shopping. Joanne found this lovely red jacket and it had a note pinned in the pocket. Can you see what the um, note yes. is? Yes. So it says, bury me in this red suit. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then the first picture is of Joanne wearing the jacket and, can, and looking quite lovely. Can I say it looks it looks wonderful on you, Joanne? I'd say Joanne's sort of a, a, a woman in her middle age. Yeah. Uh, maybe a bit younger. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, looking great. It's a great fit. I th- yeah. I don't know if it's a... I don't know if it's a good enough fit. I don't know if it's a good enough fit for uh, Joanne to be wearing and also for someone to have invoked the mummy's curse. <laughs> As I understand, it's done when you disrespect a death wish. Do you know what anybody can do, which is a fun prank that doesn't involve getting your friends tattoos? <laughs> yeah, you can just you can just write that down on a note and go to your local Vinnie's and just You're put right. in everything. You're right. Now this might mean that a charity loses money, <laughs> <laughs> like all great pranks. Yeah, um, but they'll make it up in their next comedy gala, so that's fine. <laughs> Um, God damn. So yeah, I uh, do you know what else? The, the ad is ambiguous because it says. Joanne found this lovely jacket while thrift shopping. Mm. It doesn't say Joanne bought this lovely jacket while thrift, sh- thrift shopping. Yes. And I, I was sort of just saying, um, you know, it looks lovely on her. 
because I just thought it was a nice thing to say. But I've got to say, it, it, it doesn't it fit doesn't her. It doesn't suit her at all. It doesn't fit her. It doesn't, it doesn't suit her at all. Her. It looks bad. It's, it's, it's too wide on the shoulders. You yep. can see the arms are bunched up. It's probably, it looks like she's wearing, you know, it's like when kids put their dad's coat on. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, yeah. But here's what troubles me, looking at this photo more. The photograph that is taken of Joanne is not in a thrift store. That is in a residential address. Yeah. So she has put this ill-fitting jacket on, seen the note, then bought it. Yeah. Um, so honestly, what, looking at Joanne, not out of the realm of possibility that she asked for a discount based on the note. Absolutely. I feel that. I feel that. So do you think... I mean, there's, there's, there's two possibilities as to what's happened here. One of them a lot worse than the other. Yeah. <laughs> One of them is that the children of the person who died in this suit didn't... Uh, honor the wish, yeah, because maybe it didn't look good on that person either. You know what I mean? Maybe That's what like, I was thinking. Yeah, it's too big on the shoulders; it bunches up on the arm. Honestly, we've got orange lining on the coffin, and I don't. It's just the clash here. It's going to look like doable. a floating head because the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because uh, but uh, or, or obviously the second thing is the woman was buried in it, and Vinny's getting really desperate for clothes. Have just taken. I've got a Birkin head this, and it's selling the body at some other <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, exactly. Vinny's outlet. Exactly. Um, Obviously, the second option's worse. Um, if I was wearing something that had been taken off a corpse, I would want it to be um, inlaid with jewels rather than an ill-fitting suit jacket. This does not. Yeah. This does not. Uh, this is not a good enough fit to justify uh, grave robbing. Yeah, I mean, I me. don't know if there's a suit that fits that well that would justify. Oh <laughs> my man! Oh my sweet boy! <laughs> You've never lived. <laughs> oh, to taste the fruits of fashion. Oh my god! So crisp, so sweet. This has been a delight, Tom Walker. Thank you for having me over. And for thank you so much for coming. What have you been? What have you been doing with your time? Because you've been streaming a lot. Yeah, you've been streaming. It's a very popular stream. People who don't know that I know you talk about your stream. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Um, oh, disparagingly. Oh, okay. Hugely disparagingly. But this, they talk about it. This has just reminded me that I did have one other thing to bring up. Sure. Which I will do without the presence of the coward Michael Hing. Uh huh. Which is that. Uh, Twitter user and Twitch uh, user <coughs> Sigrevolt okay. has set up a redirect. And as a result of their labors, you can now reach my website by typing into any browser of your choice, selfsuck.guru. <laughs> and I just want to say you can trace that back almost perfectly to Michael Hing. Yeah, age 20. Four, maybe. Yep. Lying to a manager at mm-hmm. Manning Bar. Manning Bar. <laughs> that I took two days off school to suck my own dick it over is, a weekend. It is so... I think we've discussed this on the pod before, but enough times passed that I think I have a fresh angle on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly this is something... This is one of those era-defining events that you can come back to again and again exactly. with the benefit of age. Exactly. It's like, well, yeah. I think he's always fascinating. Did he mean for it to be taken as real? Did he mean for it to affect me in a huge way? What was his ideal I thing? Also- I think it's this. I think it's for a throwaway <laughs> sentence for him to have spoken in, like, uh, whatever that was, yeah. to have affected... More or less my entire life at this point. Like a, like a kind of hateful butterfly. <laughs> he he flapped his gums. Yeah. Uh, and what is interesting to me about this also is the man the, the man in this story that we never really talk about is the bar manager. Yes. Who's this like lovely guy who I worked for for probably half a decade. Yeah. Very no nonsense. One of my favorite things he ever did was I was having a beer after work with him and Mark Sutton and uh, the bar manager found a discarded copy of a newspaper uh, just like sitting on the table that a patron had left behind. 
And this guy uh, looked at it, picked it up, smiled, put that in his bag, and then patted his bag and said, I'll read that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Looked really chuffed with himself. So what went through that man's head when Hing... I talk about... Okay. I talk about Grice's maxim of relevance a lot on this podcast. Absolutely. Where it's like... If some we, when whenever we talk to each other, mm. we enter into this unspoken agreement that certain things will that we believe that, that that we are operating under 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 certain assumptions, and one of them is if you ask me a question, the information that I give you is going to be relevant in some way to yes. the point where if you ask me a question and I give you completely irrelevant information, your brain will try and fit it. To make it relevant, I've spoken about this before, but I think it explains a lot about people's interactions. Yes. So if you say. Ben, when are you going to get here? And I text you, I'm driving to get corn fritters. Yes. That doesn't actually answer your question directly. Mm. But your brain, because you like patterns, goes, oh, he's going to be late because he's getting corn fritters. Right? Yes. When, when this bar manager said to Michael Hing, should I hire Tom Walker? And he said, he once spent two weeks taking time off school trying to suck himself off. Okay, so two days. Also, two days. And <laughs> also, it's a lie. And also, it's a lie. <laughs> And also, it's a lie, and it didn't happen, and nothing, none of this ever happened. Uh huh. Uh huh. I just wonder if that, if that bar manager was like, is he telling me this to tell me that he's not a hard worker, or that he's a very hard worker? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I, I had I, I played no part in it. And look, looking around your beautiful apartment, strewn with Encyclopedia Britannicas <laughs> and um, limited edition Batman mugs, and Thank you. nary a, an item of um, Twitch memorabilia that I can see. Um, I think that that was one of the best things that ever happened to you. You're right. It certainly set me on a path. Who can say whether it's good or bad? Um, yeah, uh, I'm streaming on Twitch a bunch. Twitch.tv slash Tom Walker is good. And me and Demi have a podcast called BigSoftTeed.png. Yeah, we, had, we had Paul F. Tompkins on. You had the Paul F. Tompkins on. It's fucked up. <laughs> it's it, it was it was crazy. He was like a f- he likes the podcast. Yeah, he said that he like feels like he knows you guys. Well, yeah, because Demi met him when she was like nineteen or something. When she just won Raw Comedy here, yeah. which is an open mic competition. Which if you win it, you can go to uh, Edinburgh. Yeah, and then she'd won Edinburgh as well. And as a result of that, she kind of just boing boing boing, yeah. and so went from Melbourne Comedy Festival to Edinburgh Fringe Festival to Just for Laughs in Montreal. Yeah, wow, and that and was all in the space of like probably six months right like it happens very quickly it happens very quickly and so she ended up doing like paul saw that spot and was like oh maybe you know she should do my show in uh, just for laughs yeah and she met him and hung out with him and the fucked thing again is that we idolize matt and truly believe he's Mm. you know the best stand-up comedian yeah i remember watching him when i was like 14 yes he's been doing it forever and he's Inestimably funny and yeah. the best podcast guest, and to have him grace the worst podcast, <laughs> bigsofttitty.png, uh, which you can find on any um, pervert server of your choice. Any any one of those things <laughs> that us freaks use to listen to podcasts. Um, Michael Hing, uh, God rest him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I've got to get to a funeral. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, thank you all for sending in your ads. Sorry to the person whose name I didn't um, find out. Um, and to you Patreon um, subscribers, thank you so much. We put up a um, exclusive ep with Broden Kelly, Avanti oh. Donna, Michelle Brazier, Nikki Britton. They were all there and 100 people from Melbourne too. So do check that out. And until next time, bye! Bye. If you like
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 